Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about one of the key ways that letting go happens. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Letting go is one of those topics we're all familiar with. We've all connected to a time in our life where we've, we wish we were able to let go, or we've asked the question of how can I let go? From big things to little things, from inner emotions that we want to be able to uh, release to people that we wish we could let go of. The thing that I've uh, found early on with my meditation practice in relationship to letting go, letting go was a, a very clear understanding that there is a bit of a semantic paradox with this phrase because when we hear letting go, it, it immediately implies uh, pushing away from something uh, inherent to, to the phrase is uh, release. And inherent to our usual understanding of release is a, a moving away from. And so it it creates a, a bit of an oppositional relationship to that which we are trying to let go. And my experience there is that the more we push or fight the thing we want to create space from, the harder it is to actually create space. And Oftentimes, we end up just doubling down on our holding on, or we temporarily suppress or distract ourselves from the part that wants to hold on and kind of convince ourselves that we have let go by trying to focus on something else. Again, anyone who's tried this knows these uh, are usually futile strategies. And so what I want to offer you here and maybe it's a reminder for you if you've heard this from me before is that letting go doesn't just happen by telling yourself to let go at least in in most cases if your system is very ripe and mature uh, mature in the sense of you've passed through a number of stages uh, leading up to the capacity to let go then you may just need like a, a simple prompt of release, let go. And that may happen, but in very few cases. Most of the time, letting go does not happen by telling yourself to let go. It actually happens by more clearly seeing the pain of holding on. It does not happen by telling yourself to let go. It happens by clearly seeing the pain of holding on. Well, why is this? Because your mind and your brain, they're not trying to make you suffer. They're just doing the best they can to try to help you survive and be fulfilled. But they can be a bit misguided, uh, young, and sometimes just altogether delusional about how to go about getting that. And so one part of us feels like I need this thing in order to be fulfilled and happy. 
I need to get this person back or I need to stay in my anger because it's going to protect me from being hurt again or I need to hold on to the memory of that time in my life when it was good because if I don't hold on to that it's the only pleasure I have and then I'll just be in the despair of how things are right now right all these things it, it believes that that form of holding on is or whatever it's holding on to is leading to some fulfillment that is greater than what the alternative would be of letting go and so that that then becomes the core we could just say the core delusion and it's not even fair to call it a delusion let's just like keep the jury open to the potential for that to be true that the holding on um, is in in a certain circumstance the thing that's going to give you more happiness well the only way then that the mind will let go is when it sees the alternative when it sees through that as the potential truth and this is why we often have to go through many 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 cycles of holding on to something before we do become disillusioned by that holding on being the thing that's going to make us happy and how do we become disillusioned by that usually by seeing more and more clearly the pain that is being created from this holding on seeing this part that's often subconscious that is gripping even though another part's going like i want i want something else i want to let go i want to release that and again it is important to emphasize that there usually is a subconscious nature to the holding on we often need to exhaust that process by giving ourselves permission to go through those cycles to resist the letting go to to be angry at the world and the universe and the person for putting you here and and just that the gripping onto the way you wish things were i'm not going to let go you often need to give yourself full permission to embody that to its depth to touch the depth of how hard you are gripping and how deeply connected that is to a fear of what's on the other side and your your right to be able to hold on and i need this like you need to let yourself see how deep that attachment is and only then when you can meet it head on can you actually see the tension that's being created there and and the delusion in it as well and sometimes the delusion is like this person who wronged me 30 years ago i'm still holding on to my my hate for them because if i don't then that means they they got away with it or they they took advantage of me and i'm not someone who lets someone else do that to me you know you really turn toward that you really let yourself f- see the the hatred and the anger and feel it not being on the other side of it where it's the propulsion of you and you're just like looking out being propelled by the anger but you turn toward it you turn toward this thing that's gripping and holding and refusing to let go and you really look at it what you're going to see is suffering you're going to see that you are suffering and the holding on is creating suffering and in there we can start to see the delusion in the contradiction being that 
being that I'm I'm holding on to this because I think it's the right thing to in some sense into some form of like bringing me happiness and yet I'm also seeing simultaneously it is the very thing causing my suffering only when the mind sees that clearly does it begin to reorganize and then go oh like this really is not serving us then maybe you already had that insight on a cognitive level like you've known yeah i know i need to release this anger i know i need to release the memory of this person i know i need to move on you might have talked about it in therapy over and over or read books on it just like it's in your head it's not a new idea it's like all right Corey, there's nothing radical about this like you've seen instagram posts on it right okay and and so why is it that we know something and yet we don't release yet we, we're not able to do it because it's it's operating on the cognitive level we haven't allowed ourselves to really see clearly the embodied seeing of the suffering that's being created and again i'll just connect this back to what i know through my own direct experience and that comes from spending a lot of time in meditation i Remember my teacher, Sayadaw Upandita, saying in meditation practice, he would say meditation gives you a certain kind of knowledge, and it's not the kind of knowledge that you get in a textbook. It's not the kind of knowledge you get from reading something or listening to something. It's different. It's not something that you understand with thoughts. It's a deep knowing about the nature of experience, and that deep knowing transforms organically how you relate to your world it's one thing to know that everything is impermanent cognitively every one of us can say that i think there's not a, a single person who has any delusion around that or else we're you know really delusional we all know like we're gonna die one day emotions come and go i'm happy then i'm not happy like, we all get that things are impermanent so it's one thing to get it in your mind it's another thing to have met very intimately by paying attention with presence and, and just seeing the embodied seeing of an emotion arise and then it dissipate and a thought arise and then it pass. And you, and you watch the, the, the roller coaster of that, of, of that emotion and the joy and the desire for the joy to stay and the feeling of oh this is it this is what i've wanted if i could just hold this and then it passes and then you have to go through the grief of that and the letting go and it's like wait but i want that again and then something slightly less comfortable or like neutral or even painful comes up and then we fight it and then we see that that creates more suffering creates anger or resistance and like oh that's not working and then we have these moments of like softening around it. But then experience is still doing the same thing regardless. It's still coming and going regardless of how much we're holding on to it or pushing. And so that embodied seeing ends up being the thing that actually releases the system. It just organically starts to let go. Not because you said, I need to let go. Not because you said all things are impermanent. Don't take it so seriously. Not because you said... Um, don't take things personally that you know it's not about you it's because you just you saw clearly deeply the truth of experience and it's the same thing 
with letting go. It doesn't happen because you understand the idea that you should let go. It doesn't happen because you told yourself to let go. It happens because you gave yourself permission to have the experience of holding on and you let yourself clearly see what that experience was. And the nature of holding on is one of suffering. That's a, a very bold thing to say. So we're, we're talking about it in, uh, in shades here, of course, right? There can be light holding on and that creates maybe a little bit of suffering. Might not even call it suffering, might just call it like tension. And then obviously big forms of holding on where we like can't move on with our life and that's just, it's clearly creating suffering. And so like many of my teachings, my invitation for you with this is, is to not try to will yourself into some experience that you want to get to, but really meet where you are right now with, with honesty and truth and give yourself the permission to have the experience that's here, including the holding on and just pay attention to what that's like. Just watch what it's like to grip, to not want to let go, to hate the idea of having to transition. Let yourself have it as if it was the exact thing you were supposed to have as if it were essential. And then just watch what that's like. And that's it permission to have the experience and observe what it's like. It may sound simple, but you can take that strategy all the way, all the way to the deepest inner freedom. That is how it happens. That is how wisdom gets developed. And the wisdom is the thing that frees us from the suffering that the mind is creating. something to think about. <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, quick announcement. I am doing a masterclass Friday, April 28th, 7, 8.30 PM on working with urges, cravings, and addictions. This is something we all navigate, whether it's just the general urges to do something else other than a meaningful task or the impulse to uh, distract ourselves. Uh, from something uncomfortable or even just the way we use various substances throughout the day in small or big ways to cope with that feeling of incompleteness. I need something to fill me up. So it's a, it's a fundamentally human experience. Um, this will not be going into like the depths of addiction, although if you are in that experience, you are welcome to come and, and see what you glean here because I do believe the way that we're going to be talking about impulses, urges, uh, craving, and addiction, uh, there's a fundamental thread that connects all of those, and just some of us experience it on a, a more profound level that creates certain patterns that um, see are seemingly more destructive or more significant. But uh, this is a big topic. I'm excited to dive into it uh, so far after announcing it. We've had like the most signups of any masterclass. So I think it is a topic that is resonating with um, a lot of people and hope to have you there. As always with these masterclasses, you can attend them live, um, but you don't need to. It will be recorded and everyone who registers will get lifelong access to the recording. 
typically only about 30% of people attend live. The rest review the recording. So um, if you're not available, but you do want to get the content, just make sure you register and you'll get the recording within about an hour of the class ending. And if you're able to join live, it would be great to have you there. You can learn all the details at coreymascara.com forward slash masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Again, this is April 28th, 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And the topic is working with urges, cravings, and addictions. Thank you for your practice. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And until then, take care.